motherhood, marriage, and all things adulting. That's what you'll find each week here at the Chaos Under Control podcast. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and I'm so excited to share this transparent and relatable space with you. So grab a coffee, invite a friend, and let's hang. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richardson, and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. If this is your first time ever listening to any of my episodes, what a treat it is for me that I have yet another pod bestie or whatever you want to refer to yourself as. I love this space. I love the people I have met through this space. I have friends that I've never met in person, but we send each other Christmas cards every year because we've met through this podcast. So while social media and technology can be horrible at times and oftentimes, there's still so many ways in which it brings you joy and love and friendship and community. So we need to also focus on that, especially this time of year when we're really reflecting and being thankful and just appreciating what this year has brought us. And even though I did take a decent break from this podcast, I really do appreciate so many people who have just jumped right back into it and have been there for my episodes and given me feedback and just told me how much they appreciate it. It honestly means more to me than I could ever tell you. So if it is your first time, welcome. Please feel free to come back anytime. And if it's not your first time, you know how much I love you. We don't have to reiterate that. So thank you for being here today. And I do want to apologize. My last episode, the sound just had kind of like an underwater sound to it. And that's because for whatever reason, our house is two-story and downstairs, it just echoes so bad. We have furniture, we have plenty of things in there to absorb the sound, but it just echoes horribly. And I don't like recording upstairs when my baby naps because I feel like he might hear me over his sound machine, but I am recording up here today while he naps. And so far it's going well, and I hope it stays that way, but it just sounds so much better upstairs and more clear. So I will try to continue recording up here, but if you hear the quality like there was last episode, that means that I had no choice but to record downstairs. And so that's just what it is sometimes. But again, I titled it Chaos Under Control, so you knew what to expect when you started listening, I hope. But today's episode is not as heavy as last episode, but it is one that I think, again, is very appropriate for this time of year. And I just want it to feel like a warm hug if this topic applies to you. I think it's just a topic that we don't really talk about enough, and there's just an unrealistic standard in society to be this way. And so if you're not this way, that's okay. Today is your warm hug. Today is your time to feel seen and heard and represented and know that if you fall in this category and you are just not matching the expectations society has put out for you, that is okay. You are not less than and it's going to be fine. So let's take some of that pressure off of you today. So season six, episode 108, and we have titled it when you're not the Pinterest mom. So I know all of the women, and if there's any men on this podcast, your girlfriend, sister, mom, wife, somebody has referenced Pinterest, I'm sure. You should know what it is by now. But if you don't, it is an app that has hacks, DIY, do-it-yourself, um, I mean, just a creative outlet on crack is what we'll call it. It has everything. If you want home decor ideas, lunchbox ideas, um, gift ideas, 
anything. I don't know what it doesn't have, to be honest with you. And it's great. It is so good because my mom and your parents didn't have that growing up. And it was hard for them because my mom worked in schools and in daycares and she had to think outside the box to be creative for crafts and all types of things for her students. And in Sunday school and vacation Bible school and Christmas and anything, they really had to put their brains together and think. They didn't have something at their hand that they could just type in crafts for two-year-olds vacation Bible school and there was 7,000 results right there. They didn't have that. So it is a great tool to have. However, having it so like so much at our disposal and having it right there in our face so often, people have kind of ran with it and now that's like the norm. That's the expectation. If you have an iPhone, if you have a smartphone or Android, whatever the other smartphones are, Samsungs, if you have that, you are expected to meet the Pinterest expectation. You are expected to do, <coughs> excuse me, you, <laughs> you are expected, almost died, um, you're expected to do what Pinterest and Instagram and social media says that these other women are capable of doing. So since you have the directions at your disposal, you're expected to do that. And what's bizarre to me is we live in a society where if somebody owns a bakery down the street, they could write down how to bake the cakes that they make that are world famous cakes that everyone loves. They could write down how to do that and give me the directions. And there's a solid chance it will not taste like their cake does. Just because we are able to have access to something and just because it's there and someone else is doing it doesn't mean it's right for us. And we shouldn't feel guilty when it doesn't fit our lifestyle or it doesn't work for us. That doesn't mean it's wrong on our part. That means there's so many things in the world to be good at that you're not supposed to be good at everything. And something that's for you is not necessarily for me. So like I said, the class Christmas parties, Christmas gifts, birthday parties, lunchbox ideas, and beyond. The life of mothers today is to not only do the task, but make them have that extra razzle-dazzle. And not just mothers, spouses, anybody. I mean, the list goes on and on. Everything just needs to be amplified in today's world. We're always wanting the next best thing. Everything is fighting to be the trend. It's always got to be bigger and better and over the top. So some people have told me, that I am considered the extra mom. I used to post um, the lunchbox ideas I would do for Stetson. And I will say that I do like to be creative with his lunches, but I've mentioned before that Stetson eats the best when there's creativity involved. And I was the same way as a kid. I love creativity. I thrive on creativity. I love putting my own personal spin on things. But there's a lot of things in this world I'm not good at and I don't thrive on and my creativity cannot make me have interest in it. However, his lunchbox things, his class parties, his school activities, those are things I enjoy being a part of. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have time for it. It brings me joy. On that same token, I did not volunteer to be a t-ball coach for his t-ball team. I will go to the games. I will go to the practices. Do not put me on the field because everybody will end up injured, confused, and less skilled than when they got there. <laughs> I know that about myself, and that's okay. He loves t-ball. I love that for him. It's not for me. If he plays basketball or soccer, I'm not going to sign up to do any of that either. I'll bring the snacks. I will do that. I will yell for you in the stands. Do not ask me to coach or be part of the actual learning aspect of it because no one will learn anything, and I mean that complete truth, like just complete truth. Ask Tyler. I am the most unathletic person. You do not want me on your team. Don't pick me to do that ever. So that said, it's not that I'm the mom that's just over, just extra over the top in every one of my kids' activities in school because I'm not good at sports. That's not something I'm going to take part in. 
but I will be there for the events. And this is the same thing. You may not be the Pinterest mom like me, someone who thrives on going on Pinterest and learning new ideas and trying to duplicate them and being creative. That may not be your outlet, but that's totally fine because there's so many other parts of parenthood you're great at. When our kids start learning math, literally anyone else on the planet is better to teach them, including my eight, almost eight-month-old child would be better to teach Stetson his math homework than me. I mean that. Math, not my thing. It's just not something I'm good at. Yes, I went through school. I learned it. I cannot teach it to other people, much less learn it myself. It's not my thing. So I'm saying all that because people will message me. I don't know how you do it. You're the Pinterest mom, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, I do good at this and about three other things on the planet. And that's it. And I fail at a lot of other things. And I've found that when I focus on the things that I'm good at that bring me the most joy, I don't put myself down about the 9 million other things I'm just not good at things that I don't enjoy. So while you might think that I have it all together, and I'm just a Pinterest mom, which means I'm the best mom, I fall short every single day, multiple times a day, just because he's got a cool lunchbox. That does not erase all the other times I fall short in parenthood. And even if your kid doesn't have a cool lunchbox in your eyes, they're eating and that's all that matters. So let's focus on that. Now, let me just say that no Pinterest recreation validates your place in motherhood. And I've touched on that already, but I really want you to know that because it's not just Pinterest. There are times that, you know, I have friends who were athletes in school. They did multiple sports or maybe they focused on one and now they have a child and their child's dabbling in that sport and they're just thriving. That's not me. It's not something that's going to happen for me and that's okay. So going to Stetson's baseball games is like a whole new world for me because I don't know anything about baseball. I've been learning over the years, but I'm not someone who's familiar with it. And so to be going to his games, I'm like, wow, this is great. Like, I wish that I was one of those parents that grew up doing this and now seeing my child do it just hits different because for me, it's not the same thing. But no validation comes from if I was an athlete and now my child being an athlete means he's going to be a star or it's going to mean more or anything like that. That's not necessarily the case. I just need to appreciate I'm his mother. He's doing something he loves and I love that for him. And I get to partake in this and this part of it. But this other part, I'm going to let his dad handle that. Or maybe I'm not as good as this other mom at this thing, but that's okay because I still love him and I'm here for him. And when Stokes gets bigger, it will be the same for him. So all that said, I have five truths about not being the Pinterest mom for you. And if you want to take away Pinterest and make it not the athletic mom, not the good school project mom, not the homework mom or whatever, that's fine. This will all apply the same. So point number one, and I will say this episode will be a little shorter probably because it's short and sweet and to the point, but it still holds the same value. So I hope you don't get turned off by it being a shorter episode. But either way, let's jump back. Point number one, so five truths about not being the Pinterest mom, is that number one, kids love participation, not perfection. When I was growing up, I was the youngest of five kids, and I was an uh uh-oh baby. And all of my other siblings were like a year apart. And so they were all in high school at the same time. One was a freshman, one was a senior, and everything in between. And then there I was, six years younger than the freshman in high school. So... I was like an only child, but not, if that makes sense. They all went to school. They all had sports after school. They were all doing all these things. And I was much younger down there by myself. And so my parents were, I'm not going to say distracted. That's not the right word, but they owned their own business. They were so busy with that. They had a million things going on with my brother and sister, sports, activities, clubs, 
all of the things on top of their school stuff. And then there was me down there. And I was still too young to really be involved in stuff like that. And so for me, I'm not going to say that I felt ignored, but they just didn't have the time of day, even if they wanted to, I don't think. And, you know, my parents and I have butt heads about a lot of things and I don't resent them per se. But when you become a parent, you see why they did things a certain way and then you don't understand why they did things other ways. And so while I understand that they just didn't have the time, sorry, I'm moving myself around, um, while they didn't have the time to volunteer for school field trips and be involved in PTO for me and participate in the class parties and do all that stuff. I understand that they didn't have the time, but also I am doing so much of that now because I didn't have that as a kid. I was not deprived of my childhood. I don't want you to think that, but sometimes I felt like when it came to things that I wanted them to participate in, there was never the time it was never going to happen. And I was jealous that I had friends that I knew when a field trip was coming up, their mom was going to be there or their dad was going to be there or their parents were going to eat lunch with them at school often, or they were going to do special things for the class party or whatever. And my parents did the best they could, but it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. And that's okay. I'm over it now. But as a result, as a mother now, I am parenting in a different way and I'm participating in a different way that I feel like because I lacked on it my child may benefit from my extra effort if that makes any sense at all so back to what I said kids love participation not perfection I just wanted my parents to participate Stetson loves when I participate his second day of school he asked if he could walk himself in and it destroyed me and I did not tell him that but here lately he's decided he wants me to walk him back in Though it is a hassle getting Stokes in and out of the car or whatever, I am never going to tell him no. If he wants me to walk him in, I'm going to do it because he wants me to participate like other parents participate and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not going to remember if I walk him into school and I'm in stilettos and I'm in um, a nice dress and Louis Vuitton purse and all these things. That's not what he's going to remember. He's going to remember that I walked him in school, even though I'm in leggings, tennis shoes, and a sweatshirt, and I gave him a big hug and a kiss, and I did his affirmations with him on the way in the door, and I said, you're going to do great and be great and have a great day. I love you more than anything. Love you so much. See you later. Like, he remembers that stuff. He looks forward to that stuff. So just think about participating. It's not about excelling. It's not about standing out. It's not about other parents and kids being envious or anything like that. Your kids just want you to participate and be present and let them know that you value the fact that they want you there and there's nowhere else you'd rather be. Nothing you'd rather be doing than participating in whatever the task is, even if you're not the best at it. So number two, everyone excels in different parts of motherhood. Another example of something in motherhood I'm not going to excel at is the tooth fairy thing. Look, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I went to a dental assisting program because long story short, the army had a thing called my CAA and it's free money for you to take a certain class or course, but you have to use it at a certain point of your spouse's career. And once you pass that point in the career, it goes away. So it was free money. It was while I was pregnant with Stetson and the only course that it covered fully was a dental assisting program. I'd never mind going to the dentist growing up. I was always intrigued by it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take the course. Well, I took the course and I am not cut out to be a dental assistant. First of all, I talk too much and people cannot conversate with you when you're in their mouth. Um, it's got a lot of pieces to it that are okay, but it's I like to be more free spirited and do my own thing and I'm a stay at home mom now anyway, but it was fun. I enjoyed the course. It's just not for me career wise. 
I didn't lose anything though. The money had to be used regardless. But that said, I didn't hate losing my teeth as a kid, but I hated watching them wiggle and come out. I liked losing them and the whole tooth fairy thing. That was great. But the actual process of losing teeth, I did not like that. And now as an adult, I hate it so much more. When kids walk up to me with like a loose tooth and they wiggle it with their tongue, I want to actually like exit from my own skin and dissolve and not be here anymore. It is disgusting and I hate it. And if your kid walks up to me and wiggles their tooth and I vomit on your child, they ask for it. I'm just saying. So it's not my thing. And so, you know, there's parts of motherhood I'll be great at. But, you know, when Stetson runs up to me or Stokes and they say, Mommy, I got a loose tooth and they wiggle it and I start gagging. I, that's just not my thing. Like, I don't want your loose teeth. I'm not going to help you pull your tooth. I will ask the neighbor if Tyler's gone or we will call someone or you can do that at school with the school nurse, but that's not my thing. I don't like it. It's not for me. So while other people are like, yay, I hope you pull your tooth out. I love this part of parenthood. You're great. And I'm going to call you because that's not for me. So just know that. Just know that even Pinterest moms, if you want to call me that, we have so many things we're not good at and things about parenthood we don't really want any part of. And that's one of them for me. That's a part of parenthood that it brings kids so much joy, losing a tooth, getting money. It's like, I will pay you $50 to not wiggle your tooth in front of me. And then the tooth fairy will come please understand that. So it's okay. We're not all good at everything. We excel in different parts of parenthood. And that's what makes us so great is that Stetson's mom is so different from Levi's mom and Becky's mom or whoever's mom. We're all different. And that's great. That's okay. We're still the best parents for our kids, even though we're different. Number three, some of the extra moms are extra as a childhood trauma response. So I say childhood trauma it wasn't really trauma for me that my parents didn't participate in much when I was growing up, but that's just a situation, I guess. So like, because they didn't participate, I don't resent them for that, but because they didn't, I participate harder now. Like I had a mom in the class who we call the class mom at our school. She relays information and things and she messaged me. She's like, Hey, can you get this for the class party? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And you know, it's one more thing on my to-do list. It's more money to spend around Christmas time, which is frustrating. But I'm like, yeah, of course, because it's Stetson's class and it matters to him to see me participate. That doesn't mean I have to go and make homemade decadent cupcakes that could be on Food Network. Absolutely not. I'm going to buy them from Sam's Club, but I'm going to participate. And that's what he cares about. He's going to love that I walked in his school. And last week we walked in and I said, hey, take your teachers their birthday gifts. And he had two teachers and I literally got them a Christmas hand soap and one of these small loaves of like Christmas bread from the fresh market grocery store that's like $5. I didn't spend much, but I got them that, put it in a bag. I had Stetson sign the card and I walked him in school. I said, hey, walk up to your teachers and give them their gifts and say happy birthday. And he walked up to them and they loved that. They appreciated it so much. And I was involved, but I didn't go spend a million dollars. I didn't outdo other parents. Their bags for their gifts came from Dollar Tree. Like it was not a serious thing. It's just the participation. It's just knowing that there's parents that are probably going to go all out and make special things for the teachers. And I love that for them, but I'm not doing that. So it's okay. There's no problem with that. It's okay if you respond in a form of your childhood trauma healthy with through your kids. Now, if your parents forced you to do a sport that you hated and you were really good at it, but you hated it, probably not a good idea to force your kid to do that sport and make them be really good at it. That's probably not what I'm saying here. But if a form of trauma or disappointment or craving your parents to do something they didn't do, if you 
over focus on that now, but your child is taking it in a healthy way and it's not coming off as demeaning or too aggressive and it's just fun and happy and something you're focused on, that's okay. So if you have childhood trauma and you're changing it up to be something positive through your child, that's a good thing. That's called breaking cycles. That's taking something bad and making it good. We need more of that. Amen. Okay. Number four, Communicate with your children to ease the guilt and pressure. Sometimes you just need to communicate. Oftentimes, all the time actually. But something I've learned is that when I take things that I struggled with as a child and I don't project them on my kids to make them suffer as well or make me heal from them by watching my kids have to participate or whatever. When I just communicate, it goes such a long way. My parents did not really, we didn't apologize to each other growing up. Like that's not something they did. I could tell they were sorry about things, but back then it wasn't just my parents. It wasn't normal for adults to apologize to kids. That's not really a thing. And now with this more new group of parents and changing things up and gentle parenting and all these things, parents apologize. I apologize to my kids, my husband, I apologize all the time. I apologize when I'm in the grocery store and I'm moving past someone and I know I'm not in their way and we make eye contact and I say, I'm sorry, I'm going to move past you. I'm not inconveniencing their day, but it's who I am. And then you could say, Emily, stop saying you're sorry. I'll say, okay, I'm sorry. Like literally, I apologize. I don't want to be a burden. I'm a people pleaser. It's who I am. But communicating and apologizing and connecting with my kids has been some of the best things that I've ever done. Because there's days I'm a crappy mom. I'm a bad mom. I'm an angry mom. I have a short fuse. I get irritated. I want my kids to not have such a mess in the house and be calmer and quieter. And all these things, all these unrealistic expectations for my kids. But then when I communicate and I sit down and I say, Stetson, look at my eyeballs and I'm going to look at your eyeballs. Okay. And he knows that I'm about to tell him something serious. I say, look, I love you so much. I am so sorry that I was ugly to you today. I should not have yelled at you. I should not have been angry with you. That is not nice of me. And I know sometimes mommies have to be loud and be stern with their babies, but you did not deserve that. And I'm very sorry. I hope you forgive me. That goes such a long way. Not just that, when it comes to being the Pinterest mom, if that's not something you want to do, if you don't want to be creative or participate in something, sit your baby down. Say, look me in my eyeballs. I'm going to look at you in your eyeballs. And listen, mommy is good at a lot of things. Mommy is good at taking you to your practices and cheering you on and being at your games and letting you know that you're doing a great job and you're working hard. And mommy is great at helping you with your school projects. She loves helping you with your school projects. That brings me joy and I love watching you be creative. But mommy's just not good at lunchboxes. She's not good at making them fun. She's not good at planning over-the-top birthday parties. That's just not something I'm good at. But I want you to know that I love celebrating your birthday. I love knowing that you're getting a full belly at lunch. And I love knowing that you enjoy school and you enjoy having birthday parties. And I love celebrating you every year because you mean more to me than anything else. There's nothing wrong with that. We live in a world that has completely shot up this idea that if you're a mother... You're going to have to drink wine to get through it. And you know what? I love wine, but it's been forced down our throats that you're going to have to drink wine to get through it. 
It's okay to have wine sometimes, but it's also okay to get through it by communicating with your kids and praying over your kids and praying over your role as their mother. It's okay to accept you're not good at it some days. We all suck at motherhood some days. It's okay. It's also okay to know that we live in a world that tells you that if you're not doing an over-the-top party that another page is going to post on their Instagram, you're not doing enough. That if your decorations come from Walmart or Dollar Tree or there's not a theme or whatever, that you shouldn't even bother. And that is such a lie. Your kids just want to have a fun birthday. They just want to have fun with you. They just want to appreciate that you put in that effort. And it's okay to tell them like, hey, I'm not ever going to be good at this, but I'm so good at so many other things. And above all, I'm great at loving you. That is what matters. That's it. That's all that matters. There's so many things Tyler is good at as their father that I'm just not good at. And that's okay. Tyler's great at assembling things. I could not build something with three pieces if you gave me written instructions, picture instructions, and a video. I don't know how to assemble things. It's not something I'm good at. It's not something I fake to be good at. I don't have patience for it. I don't like that. But I'm great at assembling lunchboxes and putting cute things together and being creative there. So Tyler and I make up in that way. If Stetson opens a Christmas present and it has to be built, if Tyler's not here, we're going to pray about it and hope that God walks through the front door with a screwdriver and some nails and a hammer and screws and something that I don't have because I can have all the tools in the world, but I'm not going to assemble it. It's not going to happen. And that's okay. But I'm going to make sure I make a creative breakfast that morning that goes along with Christmas because that's what I'm good at. And that's what brings me joy. So just give yourself some grace and just communicate with your spouse and your kids and stop holding yourself to the expectation of what you think society wants you to be. When you pass away one day, Stetson's not going to say, wow, my mom really lived up to society standard to being the mom that they thought she needed to be. That's never said at a funeral. Nobody walks up at a funeral when they make a speech and say, you know what? She really lived up to society standards. She really did a good job getting her pictures of her kids' parties posted on other people's Instagrams. She really did a great job of posting on Pinterest her recipes every week for people to copy because she did them flawlessly. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen, but they do go up there and say, man, she loved her kids. She loved her kids more than anything. Her husband, she was crazy about him. They drove each other crazy, but they couldn't do life without each other. That's the stuff they say. That's what matters. How you deliver that is up to you. It's a blank slate. It is your canvas. Last one on this list. Loving your babies the best way you can is bigger than Pinterest. And that I've already touched on, but that just seals the deal. If all I ever do in this life is love my babies the best I can, I haven't failed. Even when I fail by putting on an outfit on Stetson that has a stain on it and I don't know and he goes to school and he looks like he just spilled hot chocolate all over his shirt or even if I fail by making my kids run errands with me and you know they're missing out on nap time and they're getting cranky and they eat a McDonald's Happy Meal for lunch and whatever else I haven't failed I love them day in and day out and I make sure they know that. They know that mommy messes up sometimes. They know that and that's okay. But they also know I'm going to apologize for it every time. I'm going to hug them with a bear hug. I'm going to let them know there's nothing on this earth I would take over them and their dad ever. Not anything. I want them to know that. And if they can walk through life, even when I'm old and gray and in a wheelchair, if they can walk through life and know that there's, you know what, there's a hard world out there that wants to see them fail. There's a hard world out there that's going to pull them away from who God is and his promise and make them think that they are alone and there's not something better for them after this life. There's a hard world out there, but they're going to know 
that at the end of the day, they are so loved and someone is so obsessed with them. And that person is their mama and their daddy. And if they don't have anyone else in this world, they have us. They have Stokes. When they walk out of the front doors of our house, they know that the people in here are cheering for them. They're praying over them. They are hoping for their return back into this house safely. And they will never, ever do anything that the people in this house will not still love them ever. And I think when you blanket your kids with that, if they know that, they're going to remember that. And no amount of Pinterest parties or Pinterest school activities or decorations or outfits or boutique outfits you get them or anything will ever compare to that. That's just icing on the cake. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being that mom. Let's just love our babies in a world that gives them so many reasons to not feel loved. Let's let our babies know that in this world that has all these standards of what you should be doing. And if you're not doing this, you're not enough. Let's let them know if they do the bare minimum, but it's the best they can, they've exceeded enough and they're everything they need to be. That's the thing is that, you know, we are put in this earth, not by choice. Our parents have us and then we're expected to not only just survive and live here, but do it perfectly. Make sure that you're working out every day. Make sure you're eating healthy, even when grocery prices have shot up and your paychecks have not. Make sure that all your food's organic. Make sure that it's all healthy. Make sure that your kids aren't eating junk. They're going to bed at a decent time. They bathe every night. Make sure that you're buying your kids all good things because it's frowned upon to thrift shop. And if that's a sin, I'm whatever. I love thrifting. Judge me. I don't care. But no, seriously, like we live in a world that... I'm ranting, but it's just, it's so hard this time of year, especially to know that people feel like that their kids are going to be disappointed because they don't do enough for them at Christmas and they can't spend enough money and Santa can't do enough for them and their birthday is not going to be like their classmates. And that breaks my heart because if all I ever got as a kid was love and not things, that's what's going to make me a good mother for my kids. My parents could have bought me everything in the world. They could have done all the extravagant things for the public and could have met all of society's expectations. But then I wouldn't have known how to have been a good mother. I wouldn't know how to raise my kids now because there's times that we don't have the money for things and we can't do certain things, but we always have love. We've always got healthy discipline and we've always got a heart that is always open for our babies. Even if our bank accounts can't meet the expectation of society, our heart will never fail. Our heart is a bank that is overflowing, that is full of Kardashian money and then some. And that's what matters. So no Pinterest, no phone, no technology, no TV show, no influencer, no YouTube channel can ever raise your kids better than you can. And if all you ever have is love and no money in the bank and just a heart, that's all you need. People in the Stone Age and the Pilgrim days, in the Caveman days, all those things, they didn't have any of this and they still raised their babies and loved them the best they could. I mean, they might have. We don't know. We didn't talk to them then. They might have thrown them off a cliff. We hope not. But you never know. But ideally, they raised their kids the best they could and it wasn't up to what anybody else thought of that. It wasn't up to if anybody else thought they were doing a good enough job because they did their best and that's all we can do. So I hope this episode felt like a warm hug. It made you just take a sigh of relief. Like you're like, okay, I don't have to go all out for the class party. I can get some goodie bags from Dollar Tree and fill it up with a thing of bubbles and a sticker and a candy cane and call it good because you can absolutely do that. You can get a candy cane and tie a Christmas ribbon around it and write a sweet note and that's good. And if it's not, that's not your problem to carry. That's for somebody else having unrealistic expectations and I hate that for them. 
but I hope so much that you just feel seen and heard. And if you want to be a Pinterest mom, you go for it. If you don't, you do that as well. You do whatever it is you do best because that's what makes you a good mom and that's what your kids love about you. And anything they bring to your attention and say, hey, why don't you ever do this? Just be honest with them. Say, hey, in a world full of so many things to be good at, we can't be good at everything. And when you grow up, you're going to be great at so many things. And there's some things you may not be as good at. And that's okay because other people get to be good at those things. And we get to go support them at those things and cheer them on and watch them do that and appreciate that they get to do that. So somebody's enjoying it. That's okay. Just speak truth into your kids. Speak love into your kids. Speak love into yourself because that's what we're doing over here. Some days we're surviving and not thriving, but every day we are loved and we feel loved and we know that we are forgiven and watched over and protected by who God is and the love that we have for each other. So I hope this episode helps. I'm sorry I said it was going to be short and then I rambled, but hey, we all need a little extra a little extra oomph and pep in our stuff this time of year, especially when we are pulled in 17,000 different directions. But this is our episode. I'll talk to y'all soon. I don't know when our next episode will be for certain. Like I said, there's chaos and we have a lot coming up with Stetson School. And especially after the 16th of this month, I'll go ahead and say from the 16th until Stetson's birthday, January 12th, I don't know what kind of content you're going to get from me. We are traveling to South Carolina. We're traveling to Florida and we're going to right outside of Nashville all within a two week stretch. And then Stetson's birthday is the beginning of January. So I will be like a chicken who never even had a head to be cut off. Honestly, I will be all over the place. But as you know, if I get a minute to record, I will take it. Just please be patient. And if I don't, for whatever reason, I expect to get one more episode out at least. But if I don't get another episode out, which fingers crossed, but if I don't, I love y'all. Have a great Christmas. Have a great new year. Give yourself grace going into this next year. Be patient. Love your babies. And if you have to put your phone down or delete the apps or whatever, please understand that you are doing a great job. Your babies love you and how you raise them goes so much deeper than the stores you shop at, the brands you dress them in, the things that you buy. It goes so much deeper than that. So I love y'all. I hope to see you soon. Have a great day and keep your chaos under control.